0: Hey everybody, Chad here. Just apologizing in advance for a bit of audio issues with Kevin Ben. Um, best bit was that they talked a bunch of smack about Apple a couple weeks back, and their PCs didn't really come to the party in this one, so I thought that was pretty damn funny. Anyways, uh, on with the show.
1: I am the Mulverine, along with Jar Higo and C Lab Forever. This is the Blah Podcast. In this episode, everybody dies. I'm your host, Kevin Moeller. With me, as always, my faithful companions, Chad. Hey, you guys. And Ben. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Kids, what are we talking about this
0: week? So, we're talking about Star Wars, but we're not, like, talking about individual movies. We're talking about the whole thing.
1: And we're not hating on Star Wars. Or we are, but in a different
0: pro- way. We probably, there'll be some some hate. It won't. Yeah, there'll be let's, some hate. Intellectual
1: hatred, let's say that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: We're going to bitch and gripe about Star Wars tonight, people.
1: There you have it, folks. Ben said it best. <laughs> Go ahead, kick it off, brother.
0: Look, the Star Wars universe is incredible. George Lucas did a crazy good job creating such an awesome environment for all of these stories to take place in. But I think the stories that have been told are not that great. So I think that the Star Wars saga needs to die. Wow. And it's a bit dramatic, but uh, I saw a couple of things recently that were pretty interesting um, that we'll get into, like changing the order that you watch the movies, and also that Lucas had his ass saved by his colleagues when they were working on the film together.
1: I'm going to advocate for the folks at home in this episode. For the folks at home, explain what you mean by the saga needs to die. Let's start there. Just give us the short the short gun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I define the Star Wars saga as the thread of the Skywalkers in the Star Wars universe. And it's the only thread that's been explored, really, in the universe. There's been very little other stuff that's been... Explored, and I think the universe is so amazing that we need to just put the Star Wars thing, uh, the Skywalker thing, to bed, and pick up on some other threads. There's so many things to to look at that I think would just be incredible.
1: That reminds me of Kylo Ren. That um, I saw this great meme. I wish I could take credit for it, but it said that Kylo Ren's personality was based on the fans that complain about every movie, and it's. It's hauntingly accurate. It's really funny. And when I saw it, I downloaded it to my phone and I've laughed at it many, many times. But um, the more I think about it, it's kind of exactly right on. Don't you think? Totally.
0: And the more I think about it, the more I see myself in that bitchy Star Wars fan. And the more I kind of see myself growing out of being a bitchy Star Wars fan and being like a goddamn adult. And I can think about it more critically and less emotionally. Right. I'd have to agree
2: with that. Yeah. Although I I still do get rather curmudgeonly occasionally.
0: I do too. Like (laughs) it's a, it holds a really special place and that's fine, but it seems like the people that are creating star Wars now, or at least the people that are in charge of star Wars now are afraid of pissing off the fans to the point where they're just making the most vanilla movies ever and not taking any risks. I agree. And I think that's a huge stumbling
1: block. I totally agree.
2: I think it's a shame when, uh, you know, you realize that you still care about Star Wars, but your only your only indication that you care is that you feel like you compelled to <clears throat> jump in and complain about it or bitch about it or
0: <laughs> yeah talk about the bad things <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I described like the, the my concept of the saga and how there's different ways to approach the Star Wars saga. I feel as though the Skywalker. Clan is the Star Wars saga as it stands currently, um, whether it's the Luke side of it or the Anakin side of it, depending on what argument you buy into. It seems as though the entire saga is defined as the Skywalker's. Does that resonate? Does that seem to you guys like it's the like it's the saga, or do you feel as though the universe is is the story or whatever, and the Skywalker thing is just like a a whatever?
1: I you know it's funny. I, I when you brought this up in the pregame, like I. <laughs> I really honestly never thought about it before. And um, I'm so glad you found that funny, Ben. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to find it now. Where did you put it? I'm sorry. I I couldn't help it, man.
2: If this, if this stays in, it, this will be worth it um,
1: I didn't think either of you would see it While we were doing it I, I just want to say that that made me laugh So hard, I was laughing like you're laughing Now when I saw that Like I was, my stomach hurt, it was so, so funny oh, to my me. God.
2: oh my god uh, we, we will totally throw something up we'll, we'll throw this picture up on Twitter Or Reddit or wherever um, Definitely. <laughs> I'm sure this gives out But <laughs> there is a Dumbwop Back support <laughs>
1: I'll, uh... <laughs> he, you know what ben he's gonna get it in a second because it takes longer because he's across the planet and then like no i got it oh he did get that's it that's okay. amazing <laughs> <laughs> i'm being mischievous so anyway look listen i'm still i'm still <laughs> han Swolo, huh you gotta love it uh,
2: so, okay all right i'm over it that's, that is really funny
1: yeah but you're not that's the best part So, um, Chad, I really never, like, let me just, I'm going to just keep talking. So you, you know, I never really thought of that until you brought it up to me. And I don't know, you know, I, I, here's what I'm thinking right now. The universe, like part of me just wants to say, you know what? The story is about Luke, but they just dragged it on too long. Like the Luke story, that's what it was about. That's what started the whole thing. And that's fine. But they should have just maybe started moving in another direction a while ago. Because look at all these films, man. It's 2019, all right? I started watching these films, or the first one, in the theater in 78. That was a long time ago. So, you know, if they had kept going and wrapped it up, like, at the end of the 80s, and, like, okay, now we're moving on, I think we all would have been better off. So that's sort of my... That's Agreed. Sort of,
0: and he wanted to make them all back in the day, just never did it.
1: Well, I know. And I know that he was sort of constrained or he wanted to wait until the technology was there to make it look the way he wanted to. And I understand all that stuff, man. And and really, I understand him like going back and changing the ones that he did. Like, Nope. I, I totally get that. I've gone back and remastered... Hard disagree. I, well, you know what? I've gone back and remastered podcasts that I've done, uh, radio dramas that I've done. And it's like this is what I originally wanted. So there's a part of me that can t- totally respects that. The The part that doesn't respect it is the fact that so many people just liked it the way it was. And it, you know what I mean? So like he could have done that for himself and just left them th- alone and just had his own copies and watched them and like, you know, been happy, whatever. And not you know? made it
0: so that you can't watch the original theatrical cuts, even if you want to.
1: Well, that's annoying. And I think, yeah, that's really annoying. Uh, really, really annoying actually. But at any rate, so like, that's my, that's my first thought about it is, is that right there. And the other part of it is that, yeah, there, there's a whole, and it, it's sort of, it, it's sort of the next logical thing as to from what I was saying is that, yeah, there's a whole universe out there. Like go explore it, man. I, I, I was always like, I would always see those films and see like the, the detail stuff, the background stuff. And I'd be like, where is that guy from? Like, what is his story? Like what is going on here? You know, because those films are so rich in visual detail. Yeah. And what, uh, what does the saga,
0: the idea of the quote-unquote Star Wars saga resonate with you, Benny? Like, what does it bring up with you?
2: Uh, well, you know, I mean, at first, uh, you know, I was into it. Um, but I think like everybody else, it seems like something that's just being dragged down and dragged on and dragged on. And, and really, I, I just have to, uh, this has already been brought up, but what I would say is what I've come to realize what I love about the Star Wars movies is the aesthetic, you know, the music. And the, 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 the sets and the costumes and the, the ships and the guns and the lightsabers and, the, you know, it's like all the artifacts and all the things from the world, the sound effects, you know, Ben Burst's sound effects, um, all that stuff is what I really like about Star Wars. And I could care less about the uh, this. this you know the skywalker saga it's just not interesting to me anymore i mean i feel like they you know they, they did it in the in the in 4 5 and 6 yeah yeah, they didn't need to add to it afterwards
1: either. Agreed. And the story itself is just old. Like those tropes, those, those ideas are just, they're old. It's as old as dirt. I mean, it's nothing like amazing. It's like Avatar. Like there's nothing amazing about that story. It's everything else that's amazing about Avatar. And it's Dances with Wolves. With
0: episodes four, five, and six, you have the middle of a trilogy of trilogies. And what could have happened is the original trilogy is Skywalker. The prequel trilogy is a completely different set of characters set in the universe that sets the stage for the Skywalker thing. So it could even be like, like the the prequel trilogy attempts to be a establishment of the Empire, but it does a, a piss poor job and it's too directly generationally connected, I think. So like it yeah, could have been like, like
2: you see it all coming out like you know yeah, what's going to happen.
0: Exactly. And then you like... see it
2: coming out. You know that Anakin Skywalker is going to become Darth Vader. And it's just not it's not as interesting as a, of a story. You already know what's going to happen. It's not like Correct. you don't know what the fuck is going to happen.
1: No, you were all everybody was there just to watch like the in-between bits, man. We knew what the ending was.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you could uh, you could just go watch like the Clone War, the animated Clone Wars series, and you would kind of get that effect, you know, like Anakin Skywalker. Maybe the Clone Wars
0: a, as a movie is the original, pre, you know, episodes one, two, and three. You know, I don't know.
2: No, maybe even the, just the fact that it's an animated series is a great way to go about it. Sure, it's different. Like you get, to learn, bit, you get yeah. to learn a little bit about Anakin Skywalker, and you get to see him being a Jedi and fighting in the Clone Wars, and you find out that he a Padawan you know, you get, you get to see Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, young. And look, it, it kind of does the same job, but it's way more interesting of a story. You know, you're not talking about Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader. You're talking about Anakin Skywalker being a Jedi in the midst of a war. Yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a far more interesting story.
0: The fact that you know that it's all spoiled means that the theatrical release order versus the episode one through nine order there actually is like a difference in how you watch the thing and i think i think talking a little bit about the the order that you see the movies is kind of an interesting place to explore how the saga was actually told um i read a blog post by this uber nerd dude who i have huge respect for the ten thousand word treatise he wrote on this but he he created a thing called the machete order um And it's a different way to watch the movies coming from the perspective of someone who's never seen it before. And so a super quick explainer is you can watch them in release order, like the years they came out, or you can watch them in episode order. And George Lucas intends for you to watch it in episode order. So starting with episodes one, two, and three of the prequel, and then going on to four, five, and six of the original, what we consider the original trilogy, and so on, versus, you know the way we watched it, which is episodes four, five, and six in our childhood, and then the prequels, which however you feel about it, whatever. And so for us who who watched the original trilogy and then the prequels, we knew all the stuff that was going to happen. But for someone who has never watched any of them before, if they watch episodes one, two, and three, a lot of the biggest surprises in episodes four, five, and six, like Star Wars, Empire, and Return of the Jedi get spoiled. Like you learn all of the stuff that is like a holy crap moment. Like you learn that Anakin is Luke's dad. You learn that Luke and Leia are brother and sister in the most like pass, just in passing kind of ways. So that the whole movie would, the whole six movies just kind of don't have any tension. And it's just kind of like you're watching a documentary instead of watching a story that has tension and interesting, you know, twists and turns. And so this guy talks about what he calls the machete order, which is watching, Star Wars and then Empire, which then leaves you on a cliffhanger, then going back and watching episodes two and three, which kind of establishes the Anakin to Vader thing. Skipping episode one because it doesn't have a ton of relevance and the article that we'll link to talks a lot about that. We don't need to get into it. So you've got Star Wars Empire cliffhanger, two and three establish Anakin, and then Return of the Jedi, which is resolving all of the various cliffhangers and threads. And you get minimal spoilers minimum minimal issue and it weaves the movies together into a really interesting thing and i I just thought it was an interesting approach to to um watching the movies and his major argument is that it makes the story about the story of luke as opposed to the story of anakin so i thought that that was an interesting way to 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 think about it and i'm curious what you guys think about that
2: prioritizes the the prioritizes four five and six um and yeah. uses two and three is sort of like a flashback in the middle yeah of-
0: exactly exactly and it just seemed like a clever way to do it
1: what it does both of you are right but it, it also prioritizes the viewer for the viewing experience man yeah like, yeah great point you you watch it like that like I'm just sitting here thinking about it while you're you're saying it and it really allows you to get the max amount of information with the minimal amount of spoilage and then you're happier
0: it's better storytelling and who
1: doesn't want to be happy when they're watching a movie like that's the whole idea is like you want to watch a, a film or a series of films you want want to escape
2: and you want to enjoy it man and it's like that's great brilliant, man, mm. actually
0: and if, if if machete order and if if you buy into the idea of star wars the current star wars saga being the story of luke now's the time to talk about it because in the last movie luke's dead you know spoiler alert but you know so we don't even need an episode nine because the star wars saga is dead like it's over luke's story has been told it's done we can move on and it, I get a I get a funny feeling especially now that Carrie Fisher is dead unfortunately that the next movie is probably just going to be set up for the ongoing universe and it's probably going to be very much re- repetitious uh, uh, very much a repetition of everything else we've already seen and probably will be similarly just vanilla
1: it probably will but I hope it won't be
0: I do too I really do too yeah but what else can it be other than just tying up all the threads and saying here's all the new people? It'll do the same thing with different faces.
2: It was clearly supposed to be way as movie, right? I mean,
0: I, I think so. Yeah.
2: They, they set it up to be way as movie and, you know, tragically, uh, Carrie Fisher died.
0: It's such a shame, man. I, I reckon. Yeah, it's terrible. Like nothing. It's so silly to say that it's a shame she died because I want to see her in a movie. Like it's a shame she died because she died, but the loss to the star Wars universe, because she is, the strong you know one of the strongest if not the strongest character and and hero in the film is just such a tragedy from a filmmaking perspective like obviously the fact she died yeah. is horrible but
2: yeah absolutely and yeah, i wanted a, to, I, a, I kind of wanted to see that movie you know yeah
1: 100 yeah. I, I feel like now they have to change that you know? one second here guys they're they're Good. i i Important to point this out. Like we're gonna just go outside of Star Wars for one second. Her mother, Debbie Reynolds, was an icon of American film and acting, and she died the next day.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. So we didn't lose
2: we didn't lose just one. We lost two. Fantastic. Yeah,
0: it's such a tragedy, man. I think you're right, Ben. I think that your view that the movie was going to be Leia's movie was spot on. Episode seven's Han's movie, he dies. Episode eight's Luke's movie, he dies. Episode nine I think pretty clearly would have been Leia's movie and she would have died and it would have been a great final chapter in the entire series and we could have moved on. And now that she's unfortunately not around and has passed away, who knows what we're going to see. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if it just turns into a, you know, a two hour fan service movie where we watch a, a mashup of the original trilogy again with the same characters again. And oh, and, then, no. and that's that. Yeah. I mean,
2: I, I get the impression that it's going to be, it's, it's, they're going to have to skip ahead to the future, right? Maybe like they're going to have to invent some thing that happened to, to Leia. And then they're going to have to move forward from that point. Whereas I don't think that's what they were intending to do. I don't know how else they would approach it.
0: I just feel like they painted themselves into such an, a, a weird corner where, the original trilogy is a small underdog upstart rebellion ends up somewhat winning the day with ups and downs. And then the new trilogy is the tr- the rebellion that has won the day didn't win the day and now they're losing. And then now they're even a smaller upstart rebellion. Like, I don't understand why it needs to be redone. I know.
1: I don't get that. That was dumb.
0: Totally again, like now now we're yeah. at the end of this episode uh of episode eight, Luke dies, and now they're like one group of ten people in a ship, and it's the rebellion, and they're gonna take on ten thousand planets like I just it seems like they've painted themselves into such a brutal corner. I just do not get it
1: well, not only that, but they're just they're resetting what what we've we've already just seen, like you know, force awakens came out, and I was like. It started off great, and I love the way J.J. Abrams, like, did all the filming and the cinematography and all that it was great. But, like, it's it, the, then as soon as they introduced the planet-killing, the planet-sized death weapon, I was just like, really, man? I mean, come on, dude. It's been how many years, and this is the best storyline you can come up with? It is another ultimate device, but this time it's the size of—it's built into, the, into an actual planet, instead of being a, a fake planet and it's like no just no like why why was that 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 was stupid
0: i just wish they would like steal the entire plot from another movie
1: rather than stealing the plot of their own movie i know right i i don't know i just no. i don't i think that was dumb and then we had like yet another band of rebels scrapping around you know it's like just ho-hum whatever we've already seen that dude you know, Jedi, Last Jedi at the very least made an attempt to do like some take it in a different direction, which was I do applaud that. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, I think I think it's a good segue into the idea that like making movies is such a huge collaborative thing that it seems as though a lot of the best bits of the Star Wars story were crafted by people other than George Lucas and or they influenced him to the point where they convinced him to tell the story in a certain way. And as a result, because it was an actual collaboration, the original trilogy is super solid. And the prequel trilogy being only him, I think fell quite flat. Like he wasn't the only one that did anything, but he certainly was like A dictator in the sense that every decision was his as opposed to you know being a young filmmaker who hadn't made a ton of movies and potentially being able to be convinced to do things by his colleagues you fast forward 20 years and he's this legendary dude and he's just going to do the prequel trilogy however the hell he wants and i think the the results speak for themselves they fell flat and then he passes on and sells he passes the universe on and sells it to disney and they I think are afraid of trying new things for fear of not printing billions of dollars. And they're just repeating the same tropes over and over. So I think like the collaborators are what saved um, the best parts, what created the best parts of star Wars.
2: I don't don't think I thought of it at the time when the the newest set of movies dropped. I didn't think of it at the time because I think I was probably just excited to see another star Wars movie. It had been a while. I was, I was, you know, hopeful, but did we really need to see stormtroopers anymore? Right, or wedge shaped, right. you know, triangle shaped uh, star destroyers, or you know, uh, like like uh, like it has been said, another approximation of a Death Star. No, wow. they could kind have of just come up with some new shit. Like, yeah, right. They should have just come up with some new shit, right? Some new, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I I'm with you 100%. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like it was so disappointing that they basically rehashed the original story. I mean, Christ, the movie starts on a desert planet just like the first one. And and you know the thing that's funny is that, like I mean, we're talking about this so after the fact sort of. I mean, this this part of it anyway, but like I, I don't remember, and I could be wrong, but like I just feel like nobody was talking about that when when the Force Awakens came out. Like everybody was like, "Oh my God!" New Wars, and You start with awesome man, I'm just seeing you so many. T-. But yeah, like, but oh, I dude, think we were all in like, the same
2: boat with that though. Like we all had that. We're all yeah. like hopeful, and you know, we're all just. I think it takes that long to digest it. To be yeah, hopeful. so
1: I think I think too it it turned into like a Voldemort kind of situation. It was like the, the, you know, he, ha- who shall not be named. Like, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about the plot being exactly the plot of the original film. Oh, and the third film, like, you know what the I mean? The plot or
0: the complete lack of a plot?
1: <laughs> Both.
0: <laughs> I, did, I don't know if you guys um, managed to have a look, but I shared a YouTube video uh, called how Star Wars was saved in the edit. And this guy named uh, David Welsh uh, put this together or wrote this, wrote this, Wrote this video, and it's a it's a video that talks about how George Lucas showed an early cut to like Steven Spielberg and a bunch of other uh, luminaries at the time of the original Star Wars movie, and um, showed it to them, and it they were just like, "What, dude? That was pretty shit," and gave him a bunch of notes. And George Lucas's wife at the time, along with um, the other editors, managed to restructure the movie in a in a significant way, and as a result, the movie just plays way better and i feel it's it seems like like the, the video talks about how george worked with them and they all managed to pull you know polish the turd and make it into something great which then gave them the ability to make the future movies but i i personally feel and have no evidence to back this but i personally feel that the people around George Lucas were able to convince him to change things in such a way that the movie turned out better than it would have had he had carte blanche in in um, making all these decisions. And I think the prequel trilogy, again, like really shows that what happens when George Lucas has ultimate decision making. It's a super interesting video.
1: Yeah, right on. I'll have to check that out for sure. I mean, that's,
0: yeah. Well, I'll put it in the show notes or whatever. Benny, you said you, you had a chance
2: to see it. Yeah, and I I'd watched it before. I, you know, I think uh, I think Lucas. We'll get back. This is this is me getting back to what I said. There's uh, something to Lucas, and you know yes. I think Lucas. You know, I mean, Ralph Laquari did, like, all of this concept art, but, uh, you know, that was closely tied in with, uh, I may be mistaken, but his uh, memory serves me properly. <clears throat> that was closely tied in with Lucas describing sort of, uh, from Lucas's vision, basically, like his, his his idea for the universe. That's where those original concept drawings came from. So, I guess Lucas's vision for what it's supposed to look like and all of that, like we can kind of give him that one. Right. Like, oh, for sure. Like, Absolutely. That, that, that universe, the, 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 aesthetic of the universe that we love is, is really, you know, he's really responsible for that. And it's kind of like the story that he's fallen short of.
0: Yeah. Right? And the collaborators have seemed to be able to make the story better.
2: Yeah, let me create the most amazing universe ever for stories to happen in and then let me just write the most
0: abysmal story possible. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) To focus on and take place and it's
2: it's like just get get away from that fucking story, you know. Let's let's go to the cantina and see what that dude with the crazy bug eyes is up to, you know. Like what what is his life like? (laughs)
1: Well remember the remember the comparison I drew la when we were talking about this before Ben like how you know when you take a look at Star Trek like from the original series next gen ds9 enterprise voyager the whole thing man it's like the writing the writing was so good man yeah you know it was always amazing and it, it it's not that good writing makes you know, is the end all be all, but you need other parts of the, of, of the process to be good, but it, it's very important. It's the foundation probably of, you know, what's makes good s- storytelling, certainly in a visual medium. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. I think that the ability of George Lucas to create a universe as a visionary is, is evident. And his collaboration with Ralph Cory and all the other people that helped, you know, bring it to life is a great point, Ben. And I, I, I totally agree that he, he's a visionary, has been able to create something incredible, and I also agree that it seems pretty damn clear that he's a bad storyteller. Like, it's okay that he's not good at telling stories. It's totally okay. He oh, that's
2: fine. That's maybe fine. he's a
0: good director. Maybe he's a good creator and a visionary, but he was lucky enough to surround himself with people that are good at storytelling, and they were super – um i I am so thankful that they were able to convince him to tell the story in a different way, which resulted
1: in a better movie,
2: yeah,
0: because the prequel trilogy is just the most boring goddamn thing in the world
1: well certainly it it certainly is the way we saw it like i'm I'm sort of playing to what you're talking about about the machete order, like yeah, it was because we saw it the way we saw it, yeah in the theaters,
0: but if you watch it in theatrical order it's just if 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 I had never watched Star Wars before now in 2019 or even even when i was like 18 19 years old if you had showed me episode 1 2 and 3 i probably wouldn't have watched episodes 4 5 and 6 because episodes 1 2 and 3 is kind of like yeah it's all right it's like a whatever sci-fi True. series it's kind of like point, you watch season one of some sci-fi show on the sci-fi channel and then you stop watching the rest of the seasons because you didn't really dig it yeah do you know what i mean like
1: absolutely i do know what you mean yes i'm totally with you
0: i don't know i i just thought it was interesting to, to switch the order up
2: I think uh, so. I remember Empire really well. Oh, my God. Right. That's so good. My parents took me to see A New Hope when I was like four years old, and I remember the characters and I remember the, the universe and the, you know, I, I remembered like all the stuff, but I didn't really grasp what the story was about at four, yeah. I don't think. Same here. And it wasn't until later that I finally actually rewatched A New Hope, which you know, which is great, but it's like my first two movies really were empire and return of the Jedi. Same. You know, I kind of uh, went back and like a buddy of mine had like the, you know, HBO at the time or whatever. And and a new hope was on. And I was like, Oh, all right. You know, now I get it. And then it was just years and years. And then the other stuff came out. I kind of had a similar thing with the, with the new movies. I liked them at first. And at first I was just happy to see something and hopeful. And then
0: those hopes were dashed. (laughs) And
1: And then the disappointment set in, Ben. Ben, And then your life was ruined. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, life's
0: over.
2: No, no, life wasn't ruined, but (laughs) I'm kidding. I I remember that I I went to see the Phantom Menace and I fell asleep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Enough said.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, yeah. kind of like woke up at the end. And I was like, oh yeah. I think and, and
0: what needs to be said out loud is that one of the largest sci-fi fans that I've ever met in my life fell asleep. Yeah. Wow. You're right. Like, if a massive sci-fi fan falls asleep in a movie, it says something about that movie. Like, I'll watch the crappiest sci-fi movie and make it all the way through and won't fall asleep. <laughs>
2: At the time i thought like at the time i thought like you know i don't know like i was just having a nostalgia overload and i was feeling so cozy and happy and comfy that i had fallen asleep um, right right but right. you know come to realize all these years later that it was just not entertaining at all
1: and you weren't missing anything yeah i mean honestly man if you take out the um i mean I, i'm sure other people will have a different opinion about this but if you just take jar jar out of the first film phantom Menace it, its it's it's really good, man. Liam Neeson. He's really good. He 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 lends a lot to that, man. Mm,
0: I need to watch episode one again. It's been fifteen plus years just because I hated it. So but that's one of the key points in that Machete Order blog post is that removing episode one, not because he hates it, but removing it just because it doesn't push the Skywalker story forward, the Luke Skywalker story forward. Um, has the added benefit of completely cutting Jar Jar and Jar Jar Binks is only in like two or three minutes of the second film. So it like succeeds in just cutting him out completely, which is just like, okay, I'll take that as a bonus because I think that the Jar 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 as a character is the best possible example of, how merchandising just destroyed modern cinema in the sense that, like, from what I understand, Lucas wasn't in the director's guild and they wanted him to be in the director's guild and he said, not fuck off. And as a result... They blacklisted him, and he went out and made Star Wars and released it. And because of the toys, he was able to make so much money that he could fund the other Star Wars movies. I could be misremembering, but just Pretty much. in a nutshell. No,
1: that's right. That's exactly right. But
0: as a result of that success, he was able to finance everything, and that's great. But then relying on merchandising and writing in characters for two-year-old kids to giggle about in a film in the later trilogies and later movies, I think has taken what was a great thing and financed the original trilogy and just like blew it and just overdid it
1: i agree let me just back up what i just said i i said i agree with you you're exactly right the way i understood that story is that nobody was interested in the film and nobody was interested in owning a piece of the film and because he had all of the rights to it he got all of all of the money from you know the the film grossed or whatever the film netted and and then the toy sales as well and that's why he was able to finance his entire empire and that's fantastic that he was able to finance the
0: rest of the original trilogy on that it's just that falling into that same trap was just a it was a big trap that they fell into and it the Jar Jar kind of toy bullshit took so much away from the prequel trilogy it just skewed the reason they were making it they weren't making it to tell a story they were making it to sell toys. Still mcdonald's happy meals
1: right and there's also like an annoying sort of formulaic thing that started to happen with all of the films even rogue one which was like in my opinion in my opinion it goes the first three then rogue one and that's it you know like so solo had some solo had some good elements ben and i agreed on that last we were talking the other day whatever and but those are the four films right
2: there. i have a quick thought to, to throw in about episodes 1 2 and 3 it is a three part origin story and just not a very interesting origin story if you've already seen 4 5 and 6 you know it so they could have like they could have just made episode th- 3 have mm-hmm. some like flashbacks to the rest of it and it would have been fine you know like uh, ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi was outstanding i thought i thought he was, yeah, great. He thought him, he was totally. really uh channeling alec guinness in a way and and doing doing him a service
1: very much like carl urban did with um what's it with mccoy yeah
2: McCoy, totally Oh, totally oh my yeah god. oh my god yeah absolutely so that that really stuck out to me, but um, you know, there were, there were a lot of really great players in in uh, in those movies in the in the first in the I keep calling them the first three, but we don't want to call them the first three, right? We call them episode one, two, and three. There were great – you know, people were really good in – some people were really good in them. And they had some great parts. It's the overarching story, Blue.
0: And we're finding ourselves in a similar position. Like, I feel as though the the new trilogy is reasonably well done, reasonably interesting characters, interesting character arcs, interesting elements to all the movies. But just the major story is just – Rinse and repeat. It's just rinse and repeat, and rinse and repeat. Well, over that's and yeah, over and
1: over. that's a and that's a great segue, Chad. Into I remembered what I was going to say. Like, is that because because that was sort of what Ben started to say a few minutes ago? Is it's like you know the the origin story was a crappy origin story. It was like we already, we because we already knew it, and they just keep repeating the same thing and using the same story elements. And what I was starting to say was that there's, there's all these formulaic little things that you're starting to see in every single movie, like every single move. Now there's a cute new robot in every movie, you know, or even in rogue one, you had K2SO who was awesome, arguably stole the show. Alan Tudyk is an amazing actor. Um, and he, oh, also played, uh, he also played, he also played Sonny in I robot Ben, you know that. And um, you know, but, but that's the sort of thing. There's always like a cute robot, and then there's some cute little cuddly creature somewhere, like those little penguin creatures in Last Jedi. You know, I mean, just it's just like enough already, man. You know? I mean, the I, droid I in the it's...
0: latest uh, solo, Star Wars solo movie was named L337, like s- fucking gamer leet speak. Like, seriously? Do we really need to have all this cheesy Easter egg bullshit?
2: Did I didn't even notice
1: that. And who was that? Was that, um,. That was wasn't uh Brianna Tarth, whatever, wasn't it? Right. Who also played Captain Phasma? Uh,
0: Phasma, who was a great character. I think a Phasma movie would be interesting. I feel like a lot of like the B roll characters would make great movies. You know, like Agreed. everyone's always salivated over a Boba Fett movie, which got shit canned.
1: I know, which never materialized. Yeah it's never going to, apparently. Well, we already know the origin story of Boba Fett, so who cares? Like, that got ruined, so... <laughs> you know what I mean? They even,
2: he even ruined that. Like, that got tied into the whole thing, and it's like...
1: Now you sound like a Star Wars fan, Ben. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: You know, when, like... You're the emotion comes into the voice you are like goddamn boba fett and it's just like oh
1: my god we're such nerds oh well whatever i i embrace my nerddom no that's that's how that's how kylo ren came into being so it's yeah, exactly. going we're just we're making more kylo ren <laughs> to, to be
0: honest man i really like <laughs> kylo ren as a character i think he's one of the best parts of this new trilogy that may be controversial to you guys or whatever but i think a lot of people There's like a a faction of people that like the Kylo Ren wingy teenage angstiness and then a lot of people that don't like it in the thing. And I I personally am a fan of the fact that he's a bitchy teenager. I think a bitchy teenager that turns to the dark side is an interesting exploration of like the dark side and and whatnot. I think he's a great foil to raise Zen Buddhist monk desert scavenger thing. Desert rat. In terms of the
2: first movie... Yes. In terms of the second movie, I don't know. Like, his character becomes more and more confusing to me. His motivations are sort of, they don't make sense to me. Like, I don't know, I don't get why he is who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I hope they resolve that in the third movie. One of the things I appreciated, well, one of the opportunities I saw in in episode 8, Last Jedi, was that Rey almost flipped to the dark side. And or Kylo almost flipped to the light side, so like there would have been an interesting opportunity there for the director or storytellers to, at that point, have them swap, have Ray go dark and have Kylo go light, and then a the protagonist and antagonist totally flip, and it would completely flip the story on its head. It would be a whole new thing, you know. It, it could have been an interesting thing to play around with, and like we were talking about um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine and how it was a it was taking the original Blade Runner and flipping it on its its head where the good guy was the bad guy and the, you know, all of the stuff that was flipped around in that movie. And it worked really well. It could also work really well in Star Wars. It could have totally changed this, this trilogy.
2: Hey man, I would be, I'd be willing to, they could try anything really.
1: At this stage, anything goes. Other than
2: what they're doing now. Just try something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with it. But I think that's, that is what Last Jedi was exploring. That's what Luke was saying. He's like, this whole thing needs to die, it's like good, bad, whatever, Jedi, Sith, like... Sure, and they painted themselves into a corner with this,
0: the Rebellion is back to square one again, as opposed to saying, this should all die, Jedi, Sith, da-da-da-da-da, and then Rey goes dark and Kylo goes light. Like, it would have given them so much more opportunity to explore new space, no pun intended, but instead they're, like, painted into a corner where it's Rebellion all over again. Pew-pew, brother. Pew-pew.
1: Pew-pew, Pew! Pew! Brother. pew, pew, pew. pew.
0: So do you think that like my comment about the hunch that I have that Lucas doesn't understand how bad of a storyteller he is and how other people were able to convince him to change things up was how the good parts of the good movies were made because the fact that different people directed Empire and Jedi, I think saved the hell out of that trilogy.
2: I think I think there's something to that for sure. I, I for one always thought that, you know, like when when the Disney takeover was announced, I was like, All right, yes. Here it is. Now we're going to get some really good movies. You know, they're going to get some, oh man, they got, you know, they got J.J. Abrams. Fuck, it's going to be amazing. Um, I was psyched because it was finally out of Lucas's hands, you know.
1: Well, plus you saw what he did on Star Wars, Star Trek. I mean, my God. He
0: did a great job rebooting Star Trek. Amazing.
2: Tremendous. (laughs) Tremendous. And it's a shame that those movies are, are done now. Like, and
0: so you were excited about Disney picking it up and then what what are you what's your take on it now what's the result
2: I was I wasn't as excited about Disney picking it up as I was the franchise uh, Lucas being done with the franchise you know
0: being in different hands yeah
2: yeah because I was like all right well this is, this is a chance for things to change you
0: know okay so it's in different hands now how do you feel about it
2: uh, well they're not doing with it what I would hope
0: I've heard that I've heard that they have been specifically instructed to not stray from Lucas's look and feel and story. I've I've read or heard that the people in charge of of the decision making at Disney, potentially Kathleen Kennedy and or other people have said that it has to have the same look and feel because they're afraid of a different look and feel not making as much well, money or whatever.
1: Well, i but they should keep the look and feel. That's exactly what you were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Sure. That's true. But the story doesn't need to
0: be the same. But-
2: I hope there are edgier and different stories going
1: on. So you're right again. The writing, dude. The writing, like the the, you were saying in the beginning, Chad. Like it's it's the the universe that was created and the look of it and all of that. It was rich. It was great. It was textured visually. All that. Like that's what's great about it. What needs to change? The writing. That's what we've agreed. You know what I mean? Like I think that's sort of like the two things that leap out at me about this whole. Uh, hour-long yammer that we've just done about this. You know what I mean? Like, those two things.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, the creation of the universe is impressive, and Benny made the great point of it being the look and feel is kind of what makes the universe great. It wouldn't surprise me if we looked into the IMDBs of all the various writers and producers of the latest trilogy if they've written great things. So it might not even be that they're not good writers. It might just be that the decision makers, whoever they may be, aren't allowing good writers to write new and or innovative stuff. They're being told to write the same shit. They're being it's like take the original and just do it again.
1: Agreed. No, that's told. I guarantee you that's a humongous part of it, man. They're they're just there's too many. There's too many people interfering, and whenever you have that, it's this, that classic old, you know, that cliche of you know, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, man. It's like it's so true. Yeah, too many cooks it's in the exactly kitchen. Exactly true. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Even better one. It's very true.
2: I, th- I think that's why Rogue One. Is, is good. because it, it,
1: yeah. It's outside. a great self-contained prequel and it's a great movie in and of itself. It's a complete story. It's all of that. It's it great. was supposed to have been a total shit show. I, I don't follow
0: any of the news or trailers or stuff because i like going in clean yeah, they
2: had to reshoot the fuck out of it right they had to like reshoot the hell out of it yeah
0: i've heard it was the complete debacle but the fact that they turned out what they turned out is super impressive to me and maybe that fluke maybe the fact that it was a shit show and they had to redo it made it a good movie maybe it's like the star wars maybe. getting to be recut but that you know
1: i want to go rewatch it right now in fact i think i might <laughs> let's just
0: put it on as like another track on the podcast and we'll just sit and listen to it
1: no, I mean seriously i'm I'm leaving to go rewatch it right now. I'm gonna get off
0: <laughs> yeah all right calls uh calls done. see you later so what about like what we would like to see done? We've spent the last hour talking about the various ups and downs and described the saga as one big thing instead of a bunch of different movies. So where would we want to see this go? like, okay, cool, you're given the keys to the castle. What are you going to do with it? i
1: already, I think we've already answered that question as well, yeah. Yeah, the answer is, is, I think I just said it. It's, it's that the, the universe that was created was great. The question is the answer almost. Like the writing needs to be good. We just need, People need to write different stories. Other people need to let them write those stories. And then those same people that are letting them write those stories need to let other people make those stories become a visual reality. That's it. So what they need to do is they need to not be afraid to do it on television either. That's the other thing. Yeah, there's so much opportunity. There's,
2: yeah, yeah, why why not have like one of those like like hammerhead, you know?
1: Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> Or, what about those crazy bounty hunters, man? Yeah. Yeah, dude, a bounty hunter series? No, like the ones from Empire, you know? Like, I was always like, what do they do in their spare time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. The guy with, like, the, the diaper on his head.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the guy that looked like he had a helmet that looked like a fly, like, you know, that was.
2: So, Dangar or something, like that, that dude. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think they should do a whole musical series with uh with uh, from solo and the in the barge with the little a little squid dude and the oh the singer aquarium the and, <laughs> and the singer yeah the two singers they should do a whole thing with them <laughs> yeah
0: there you go the rise and fall <laughs> of the performers <laughs> they do like the Edith Piaf thing where they become like a heroin addict or whatever right, and it's just right, oh it's just exactly. brutal I, just, I love
2: the little squid dude I said
1: something that I don't think either of you guys heard is that they need to stop being afraid to to venture into TV to do it. Like they, they doing, doing Clone Wars was brave and great and going into animation, but they should, they should be doing something on TV like Marvel's doing like with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all that. It's like, come on, man.
0: So in a nutshell, Disney, listen up, make some TV shows. Stop fucking up the movies. Mic drop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe they got the memo. because, you
0: know. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. good point. I hope that they've gotten the memo. They canceled that movie after Solo didn't do well on rethinking things. I really hope they're rethinking things. They better be, yeah. And if the movies go to shit and all the movies are crap from here on out and they start making TV that's good, then I'm fine with it. Because in my personal opinion, I think Marvel makes good movies and I think it doesn't make good TV. Granted, I haven't watched all of it, but... If the inverse was the same with Disney and the movies for Star Wars turn out to be crap and the TV turns out to be good, I'm totally cool with that. As long as there's something good, I'll skip the bad stuff. Right.
2: Yeah. Pick and choose like a buffet. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Star Wars buffet at the cantina <laughs> with the squid dude. <laughs> with the squid dude band. With the squid dude. I love that
2: shit. I love it. All right, guys. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's perfect. I think I think we're I think show is wrapped
1: and we're in the post game. That sounds good. I'm Kevin Moeller saying so long from the blah. and that's going to wrap up this week's episode. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about today, you can find them in the show notes in your podcast app of choice or at the website ebd.fm forward slash six. If you have any thoughts on the show. Or an idea for a topic, hit us up on Twitter at EBD Pod. You can find me at Moverine on Twitter. That's M O H L V E R I N E. Chad is at Chad Normal on Twitter, and Ben is at JarHego on Twitter. That's J A R H E E G O. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, folks. I am.
0: Yeah.
2: Is the tunes on your end? Yeah. I'm what up. is it? <laughs> I, was, I was compelled to listen to the track. So, so that I was talking about. And annoyingly, the soundtrack version, the, the little squid dude is like this high voice instead of the like smooth, low, coony voice that it is in the movie. I don't know okay. why.
0: It's but, uh, like, yeah. I don't know if uh, you remember the song "Someday" by Ween, the one about him being in rehab and Tuesday is pizza day.
2: Of course I do. Yeah, yeah.
0: Whenever like that's one of my favorites. Like we listen we to sh- is pizza and the Muppet. Yeah, the Muppets. Oh god, I love it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's one of my favorites, and we listened to the shit out of that in Josh e. Tallman's Reno when we were all working together. And I went and saw them, like, as soon as I left Nantucket after that, working with you guys, I, I went to a wean show. Like, the day I landed, I scalped tickets and went to a wean show, and um, awesome. which was amazing. And I just, to this day, like, I would love, love, love to hear them sing Someday Live. And... I did hear them sing Someday Live on two or three occasions since then. And he, Gene Ween, clearly doesn't like the song or is ashamed of the subject matter because he sings it in a fucked up voice. And it just ruins the fucking song. So I would love to hear him sing it in the original, like, way. Because my favorite thing about that song is him having emotion behind like what I perceive as like the rehab kind of needing to pick his life back up. And when he sings it, he sings it like someday. uh," And you're just like, dude, you're ruining the best song you've ever fucking made.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's that's one of the things about ween is in some ways they're kind of a studio band. Yeah. (laughs) They do a good live show the material doesn't translate live and they try to, they try to figure out a different way to do it. Sometimes it just doesn't work, you know, but I get what you're saying.
0: I've been to a lot of Ween shows. Like I've been to, I think 12 Ween shows and like three or four of them have been just mind blowing. So I, I think it it is like a one in four shows is good. And the other three are just kind of them jerking off over their guitar solos and stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I think, I think they're great. Like I, I've seen them once live, and I thought they were amazing.
0: Which show did you go to? But, was it the Vineyard uh, one?
2: I went, I went to see them in Vermont. Um,
0: was it the Halloween uh, show we all
2: went uh, to? I think so, yes. Yeah, it was the Halloween show, right.
0: Yeah, the Burlington Halloween yeah. show. Yeah, that was a yeah. great show.
2: Yeah, it was a really good show. I think they're great. Um, I love, I love Wayne, but but I'll stick by what I said previously. They are kind of a studio band and sometimes... Sometimes their songs don't translate the same way live. You know, uh, even like Voodoo Eighty, which everybody loves live, and I think they they did a a good job of doing something that works live. You know, but it doesn't sound like the studio version of it at all. It's a very different. It's a very different kind of thing, but it's a good version. You know, it's a good different version and. And you know, I think the someday thing is, is uh you know, just to like whatever they're trying to do with it, why is it isn't working.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've heard I've heard that um I've heard that Dean hates doing live shows or hates the way that Gene does live shows and therefore the only way that he agrees to do the live shows if he is the only person that chooses the set lists. Yeah. So I think they had a tiff where Gene would always pick like his ballad songs, you know, like, you know, Argus or, you know, if you could save yourself, all these ballady stuff, which I love. I think they're some of the best songs, but Dean fucking hates playing them. And so the only way he would agree to keep doing the tour shit was just like, I get to choose the fucking playlist. I get to choose the set list. And it's always like, you know, let me lick your pussy. And like all this like shit that he, you know, has like a 20 minute solo in and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but I don't
2: know. Yeah. It's a weird one, right? Because they have, they have some really, really like heartfelt stuff. Some some of it is just so amazing. Like just breaks your heart. Like it's so amazing. And then, yeah. And then they'll play, put the Coke on my dick. And you're like, booze me
0: up and get me high. And you're like, all right. Yep. Put the coke on my dick yeah. exactly,
2: yeah. All, right. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. All right, but
2: I mean, you know, I still I still appreciate that stuff because it's just so over the top. Oh, I mean, yeah,
0: wash my it, balls it, with a warm red rag. Like, fuck, there's so much ridiculousness.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, listen, as silly as the country album is,
0: it's so fucking it's, what
2: good. What is 12, 12 country greatest, golden, hits, golden country, the hits. country albums, yeah. It's one of the best ones, it's one of the best country albums oh, ever made.
0: Fucking so good,
2: you know. It's done with such... Despite the fact that it's completely ridiculous... It's
0: done with love. The,
2: the caliber of musicians they got, national musicians they got to play with them for that, is sort of an indicator of how seriously they took it. Yeah, for know? sure. Despite for the sure. fact that it's completely ridiculous, like they really took it seriously, and it's a great album.
0: <laughs> this may be sacrilegious, but because of how little, uh, little experience I have with metal, but what I've heard is that the excuse me, metal apocalypse album back in the day from that show is widely considered yep. to be one of the better metal albums ever too. And it's, it seems like a similar kind of thing where it's like silly as fuck, but just super good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I think that's the marriage of, uh, is it Brendan Smalls? I love Brendan Smalls, man. Fuck. Right. Brendan Smalls being whole movies an extremely talented musician and trying to do a project that blends his is, is like really you know like he's obviously a really dedicated musician.
1: And so it's funny like fun. a project
2: that blends his like extremely potent musicianship with making a funny cartoon, which is another amazing thing that he does, you know. <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of it's not a surprise that he he turned out some really good music, but it's also ridiculous. <laughs> it's also just silly because, lyric content is, it has to match the cartoon, right?
0: Yeah, totally, totally.